Good afternoon to you. It is Friday, September 1st at 5.40 p.m., an unusual time to get together, but let's get together. Let's talk a little bit about Fresno State. Uh, this should be relatively quick, this quick cast, um, as I don't have a ton to say, but I just watched the Fresno State weekly press conference with Jeff Tedford as well as one of their coordinators. Uh, I have a couple takeaways. I just wanted to talk about those. Also talk a little bit about the conference expansion silliness that's happening with the ACC and how unusual that footprint's going to look like, uh, or how unusual that footprint is going to look. Before I do it, before I break into things, uh, let me thank our sponsors. Uh, first off, when you're on campus this weekend, you know there's one place to eat. There's one place. It's maybe not the first place that some think of, but the first place I think of every time is AJ's on Vine. Before you go there, if you'd like, uh, you can go to eataj's.com, uh, order your favorite, uh, favorite items, Get something delicious when you're there. Talk to the nice staff. Enjoy the many, many televisions. Uh, so uh, maybe after the Purdue game is the perfect time this weekend since there's the noon kickoff. So eataj's.com. And, of course, uh, if you need a, a new T-shirt, new sweatshirt, it can be Purdue. It can be an, if you're one of these people that, that likes to wear other uh, teams, ridiculous. Um, head over to Home Field Apparel. Uh, order yourself something pretty. Something soft, something comfortable, something cozy. Interboiled 23 at checkout. You'll get 15% off uh, home field apparel. They're really, really good at what they do. All right, so first, let me get the smaller story first, I guess. Let's talk about the ACC expansion. Smaller story. ACC expansion is absurd. Um, if you don't understand what's going on right now, it's the ACC is really trying to save itself preemptively. Uh, what's happening, there have been whispers for months that... Teams like, or schools like Florida State, Miami, uh, UNC, I'm missing one, um, are going to leave uh, the, their longtime conference or maybe decade for some of those schools because some of them were in the Big East, um, uh, to head over to another conference. Uh, some might say a super conference, probably the SEC, maybe the Big Ten's involved, who knows. But there's been whispers about this, and their contract, the ACC contract, had a couple key dates. One was August 15th of this year, that if enough of the teams pulled out at the same times without collusion, of course, uh, it would make Nolan Boyd some of the TV contracts, some of the long-term uh, conference contracts, and the ACC would kind of collapse under its own weight. Well, that date passed, but in the next two or three years, there's another one of these big dates coming. And this is the one that the ACC conference is worried about. And that's why you're seeing Cal, Stanford, and SMU, of course, the powers of the Atlantic, um, coming to join the ACC. Uh, it's a preemptive, preemptive move to create stability when those four teams or so leave the ACC in the next few years or announce their, uh, they have left the ACC. ACC has a similar problem that the Pac-12 had, which is uh, not as much revenue as some other conference. The SEC obviously has a very lucrative TV deal. ACC had one, uh, has one with, the, uh, with ESPN as well. Big Ten has become more powerful with a composite deal. Uh, Pac-12, of course, uh, their, <laughs> their director of the conference has decided to take on hobbies and take his job less than seriously. And because of that, uh, some of the schools that were worth a little bit more in the open market uh, decided to find greener pastures. Now, you can disagree with this. You can say it's bad. You can say it's good, whatever. Um, but conference expansion, conference shifting is not a new idea, but the size and scope 
of these conference expansions and shifts are a new thing relatively. It used to be if there was a weird um, team in a conference that wasn't in a region, it was kind of a one-off. Not like what we're seeing in the ACC, which is, I believe it's official now, just a couple dangling participles way far away. Teams on the West Coast, teams in the Pacific, uh, on the Pacific Ocean, deciding to be in the Atlantic Coast Conference. Um, but what they're trying to do is get ready for uh, when these other teams fall off, when they decide to leave. That way the TV contract will not become null and void because of the sheer number of teams in the conference. So that's what you're seeing a lot of. It's really trying to make sure they're not standing there um, empty-handed, holding you know, you know, uh, the bag of nothing, like now Oregon State and Washington State are, two teams in the Pac-12 that are left. What I predict will happen, I think it's not hard to predict, but I think what will happen, interesting enough, the, the Pac-12 will become the Mountain West plus those two, Oregon State and uh, Washington State. And funny enough, those two teams from the Pac-12 will have a little bit more power than all those teams in the Mountain West, even though there's so many more teams, because of the Pac-12 strength of conference name. Um, Pac-12, of course, was able to garner contracts from such big-time television and entertainment brands as the CW. So my guess is you'll see a change in the uh, Pac-12 um, uh, management, if you will, the people that are organizing the Pac-12, <clears throat> and you'll see the Pac-12 change its shape and size right in front of your eyes. Uh, okay, let's talk about uh, Fresno State and what's coming. So I got to watch that press conference. If you haven't done it, it's uh, it's kind of a painful watch, painful listen. Um, Jet, Jeff Tedford is a very respectful, respectable coach. Just like we talked about on the Handsome Hour uh, at the beginning of this week, this is a guy that knows what he's doing. It's a guy that's been around a long time. And um, that, sta that Fresno State team is well-established. They have a system. They've got uh, guys that are serious about what they do. But they also have some things they have to overcome. They have to overcome the fact that their recruiting base is a little bit uh, different than Purdue's. A little, some would say a little bit weaker. But they've also had to overcome the fact that just like a lot of smaller programs, they're getting plucked, just like everybody is. Um, but they're still pretty well established, especially on the defensive side of the ball. The offense has some new moving parts. Um, quarterback, I think wide receiver and running back are all affected by attrition from graduation. Um, but one thing that I took away from that presser was how much Hudson Card is respected by not only Tedford, but his coaches. Um, this is a... Uh, this is a guy that, this is a coaching staff, number one. They watch a lot of film. They talk, They said they watched every single snap uh, that Hudson Card has taken uh, at Texas, which is, which is cool, and they analyze what he can do and what he can't do. And what they pretty much came away with, what he can't do is nothing, if you're believing what they said. This, did, this didn't sound like Lou Holtz coach speak, where you throw uh, saccharin at the opponent. This sounded like some coaches that really respected Hudson Card. So I expect Fresno State will be ready. Their defense is strong. Um, and I think they'll throw some things at Purdue that maybe Purdue hasn't seen. Well, obviously, Purdue's new look team. So if you say you've got on one side Tedford and company and Fresno State, um, uh, an established old school looking and sounding coach, older guy, his coaches, his assistants are older generally. And then on the other side, you've got the youth movement in West Lafayette. And this is something that it's, you know, as much as I, um, I love Coach Walters, I love the fact that these guys are fresh-faced and they really 
are embracing kind of the new um, the new landscape of college football. There's something to be said just about the experience of a staff, right? And I'm not saying that Tedford has a an absolute um, advantage that can't be overcome. I am saying there is a major advantage just the fact you have a way of doing things. You know how to address problems because you've dealt with it. You know the, the simple things like logistics, uh, making sure things are in the right place, making sure you're ready to cross into a new time zone. If you didn't know it, Fresno State came to town early to get ready for um, being on the East Coast, uh, in the East Coast time zone playing an early game. Something that logistics, uh, that logistical problem is something that maybe another coach wouldn't have thought of or they wouldn't have put that together, but just little details matter. A game that you may have just watched last night, if you're like me, which you probably are, you love college football, you watch Nebraska and Minnesota play. And one thing you saw at the end of the game was how well-managed Minnesota's offense was. Minnesota, I think their play calling continues to be boring, anemic, whatever you want to call it. Uh, it's an incredibly bland offense. It showed on the scoreboard as they were down 10-3 to with just about three minutes left. Nebraska found a way to do what Nebraska does, uh, which is really hand a team a game that they had in their, in, in their possession. Um, which is incredible that Scott Frost is still doing some of the coaching in spite of the fact that he was fired before the end of the season last year. Uh, really, really wild stuff from Matt Rule. Not only that the program looked so much like a Scott Frost coached team, but if you saw the look on, on Matt Rule's face during that game as the thing was winding down, it was the same look he had when he was in over his head in the NFL. That's not a good sign for Nebraska fans. Sure, it's just the first game. A lot, a lot can change, a lot will change. Things will get better, I think, in Lincoln. But maybe in the meantime, they're going to get a little bit rougher. Um, when you come into a game like that and you're not able to move the ball, when you give away a game that kind of had a, I don't want to say win one for the Gipper, but, you know, like you, you really rally around a new coach and you say, okay, hey, you know, we believe in this thing that's new. Everybody's saying all the right stuff. And then you do that, that's a bad start. Especially as Minnesota... Mercy. Um, that's not a good quarterback either. Uh, Nebraska's quarterback was worse somehow. I think what we saw four or five turnovers in the game. Um, and I think we saw four turnovers from just Nebraska. If I'm thinking right, Minnesota won down the stretch. Regardless, it was an ugly game. But one thing that I took away again is that when a team has an identity, when a team has a coach that understands how to manage a game, manage logistics, it really matters. And P.J. Fleck has an identity. His program has an identity, whether you like it or not. They don't score a lot of points. They um, they keep the ball out of the other team's hand generally. And then when the game's close, they make plays and they finish games out. And they did it again, even with a new quarterback, without Tanner Morgan there, who had been there for, what, 25 or 30 years starting quarterback. So um, that was a big loss to lose a guy who's my age um, at Minnesota. A couple of you guys are here live. I really appreciate it. Maybe if you're listening on uh, delay or recording the next day, maybe you're perhaps you're heading up to God's country right now and you're listening. If you are, uh, I appreciate you letting me be part of your game day um, uh, primer. Like I said in the in the uh, title of this one, and uh, hopefully we'll get to see each other in God's country. The the revamped Rossade Stadium looks excellent. If you've been following us on Twitter, you've seen those pictures. If you've been in Golden Black, you've seen those pictures. Tiller Tunnel, they're at, it's like they're doing just the details now. They are 
they're hanging things on the wall. They're painting the fence or the the uh, the stairs going up into the stadium. They are putting new fascia board to make uh, the sadly Vegas gold uh, all over the student section, the new the new student section. Um, but it's going to be fun, and I'm excited whether or not I know anything about this Purdue football team other than I like the personalities. I really don't know what to expect. I'm stoked for kickoff, and as are you, especially you who are live. Greg McManus is here, of course. Thank you, Greg, for being here. Um, thank you for um, represent, representing everyone who's not a Nebraska football fan um, today because I'm sure that was a fun day. I know you said you work out of home, but still. Uh, John Younger, uh, Purdue by a million. Good, solid, level-headed pick. I love it. John's got the confidence of um, uh, of a level-headed fan who's done his research, so I appreciate that. Boilermaker63 says, how about the Nebraska performance? Yep, got to it after you put this comment in. Greg McManus, um, they're fans now. It was just, well, here we go again. I think he's representing Nebraska, I'm sure. So, um yeah, this is this is a wild thing. Greg has another point. SMU agreed to uh, nine years to share the revenue. I think SMU they had it's the screwiest of all the parts of that ACC conference, right? I believe they have zero revenue for what three? I mean, it's crazy. But what they're trying to what SMU is doing? Well, we'll take the potential of what the ACC and the stability of what the ACC is. Um, because in the long term, it would be good. I, I named a couple schools that I thought would be better fits, of course, because they're near the Atlantic. I thought um, F- Florida uh, International would be a good fit for the ACC. I thought Tulane um, would be a good fit for the new look ACC. You could put Memphis in there. They're a pretty strong program, a pretty solid uh, athletic department. Um, there's, there's a lot of schools out there to me that – make a bit more sense than going all the way out to the West Coast. But they're just following suit what the Big Ten did and um, going after the best possible uh, brand, I guess. But I still don't see – well, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's uh, I can't get in the head. If you don't think about it, it's logical. So um, Greg Manis again says – and I'm just going to pick his comments clearly. I'm just kidding. Uh, love Cal at Tedford – or Tedford at Cal. Same here with me. Um, always a big Tedford guy. Um, Rob Paget, you made the big stage. You are live on a quick cast. Appreciate you being here. Uh, Mohill93, who was the well-traveled boiler uh, last year, uh, I'm sure will be at a couple of road games this year, is here. Boiler up, hammer down. Uh, let's go, Andy Day. Yo, all right. Uh, Paul S., class of 88, um, says keep it up, brother. I, I guess he's just talking about um, maybe it's maybe it's the, the looks because I really i am dialed in today. I mean, if you're watching, you can see it already. I got my correct glasses on today. Uh, things are good. Things are working. Uh, and I got some uh, insider-only uh, swag, which uh, Jay put together this year, some uh, BS quarter zip, which is kind of cool, which is not for sale. Can't find it anywhere. Um, Ted Berkey says uh, AC, ACC wanted to add Power 5 teams for the money over the G5 with good fit. Yeah, and I think that's true. I, I, I'm sure that's true. They wanted to find the Power 5 schools, but where they had, if it was just about getting Power 5 schools, why SMU, right? If you're going to really do that, why not go after all the, um, the Pac-12 um, teams that are just hanging out there in the wind? And they didn't do that. So um, Paul S., Class 88 again says, assuming Hudson stays healthy, 
eight-win season. It's a big assumption, and, I, and I've addressed this before. If I have one piece of trepidation about this, like without seeing them play, my one trepidation, my one thing that I'm worried about more than anything is the drop-off from one to two at quarterback. I'm not saying those guys aren't good. I'm just saying Hudson Card's really good. I think Hudson Card can do, Card can do amazing things. Um, and I think he will do some amazing things. I think we're going to love it. It's going to, I mean, seeing him get in the outside and just break a run off, he's going to, he flies. He, he's got um, slot receiver type legs, honestly. He, he moves so well. That's going to be fun, but keeping him healthy in the Big Ten is, is, a, is a tall order, in my opinion. Um, yeah, okay, Ted Berkey uh, corrects or, or checks my work, says SMU is not taking the money for five years. That is incredible. Um, and maybe, yeah, it's, that's an incredible agreement. Very, very interesting and unusual. Um, Andy Day says, uh, so I want to go to Blacksburg. I actually know a couple people going to Blacksburg. That's, that's one of the places I'd like to go uh, to see a night game more than the, I think the Purdue game is, a, is an early kickoff. I'd love to go to the Blacksburg uh, to see what they play, Inner Sandman. Is that true? Um, when their team comes, uh, comes on the field, that'd be really awesome to see. So I'm at 17 minutes. I thank you again for tuning in live. I thank you for tuning in on delay. And um, look forward to seeing all you guys uh, at ross Stadium tomorrow. Purdue kicks off at noon versus Fresno State. A game with a lot of question marks on the Purdue side. A couple smaller question marks on the Fresno State side. But just like every game, um, the jump between game one and two should be significant. I feel pretty good about this game. Uh, I think I said that on the Handsome Hour. Uh, LBD as well feels pretty good about it. But at the same time, uh, how can you know other than gut feeling? So all you guys are going with gut feeling, saying eight wins and saying Hudson Card's going to win the Heisman. Um, it's a gut feeling, and go with it if you'd like. And I'm not going to ever tell someone not to be optimistic. But the other side of that is there's plenty of reason to say, all right, maybe I should be a little bit level-headed. And I'm wrestling with that internally. Um, Chris Harder uh, checks in late, but better late than ne- never. Um, and I agree. This is the perfect time to hang out with friends. The work day is over, hopefully, for you guys. And we can talk a little Purdue football. So hope you enjoyed it. Appreciate you being here. Hammer down. God bless you. Talk to you soon. And hopefully see you tomorrow.